Welcome to Club Management. I'm your host, DJ Shannon, and on this show, we talk to artists, DJs, and industry professionals on how they're changing their community through music. You can listen to the show on any platform like SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. Just type Club Management. And this is episode 83. Welcome to the pod. Episode 83 of Club Management is here. Thank you so much for listening to the last episode with Next Dimensional. That was a great one. And shout out to the folks listening from all over the world. I always take some time to look at the stats and I see that we have folks listening in Africa. Happy to see several downloads coming from the motherland this week uh, and hope to come out there again for a visit soon and to play a few shows. I absolutely had a ball visiting Africa in 2018. I'd love to go back again. Um, And speaking of shows, this month has been a blast show wise, not for me necessarily. Um, I've played a couple, but it's been nice taking some time from behind the decks and going out to see people play. I talk about that time and time on the show, how it's so important, no matter if you're a DJ, producer, or just someone who likes music, to go out and watch people play and just have fun, yeah? I've seen so many great shows this month. Eris Drew, Octo Octa at Good Room, Killed It, Next Dimensional had an incredible EP release party for Maze World um, that same weekend. Yeah. And then it is the fifth edition of Dweller this week. Oh, my God. And I believe that it's yeah, it's already going on. It's going to finish on Sunday. But there's such a crazy wild lineup stacked for this entire week. Pure Black excellence at its finest. So many incredible uh, producers that are scheduled to play across the city. I can't even run through all of the names because it's just such a crazy lineup. But if you have a chance, please come out to Dweller. It's going to be so much fun. You'll see me bouncing around from club to club, I'm sure. Um, And yeah, you know, it's going to be a great, great celebration of Black music, Black history. And I can't wait to make more memories this year. Without further ado, we're jumping right into episode 83. And today we're shining a spotlight on a party series that has become a community hub, not only for fun and dancing, but a space for nourishment and well-being. Enter into the world of facility. Imagine stepping into facility for the first time. The pulsating rhythm of the music, the warm embrace of the community, and the sense of belonging that envelops you. That's exactly what it feels like to attend an event. Run by DJ Lonnie and Adi, who DJs under the moniker Tal, Facility is all about fostering the success and well-being of the dance music community in New York. It's a space where creativity flows freely, and DJs are given free reign to explore their catalog as partygoers dance from 5 a.m. into the late afternoon. Dancers are encouraged to disengage from their phones and connect with the dance floor and other partygoers. And behind the scenes, Lonnie, Adi, and their dedicated team work tirelessly to make it all possible. Lonnie and Adi 
often team up with local food vendors to deliver tasty health-conscious bites and energy boost beverages to keep dancers fueled from the wee hours in the morning all the way into the afternoon. You can grab a small cup of cinnamon apple pie overnight oats and finish it up with some guava-infused kombucha or sparkling mushroom tea if you're feeling fancy. That's the essence of facility. It's a melting pot of talent, camaraderie, and just pure downright fun. I had a chance to play Facility's Death Perception Party in December, where DJs are given the trust to explore some genres that they don't typically play in the club, and it went off. I love Facility so much that I had to speak with Lonnie and Adi about the inspiration behind the project and why health is such an important aspect of the community work that they do here in the New York City dance scene. The duo also spoke to me about their individual journeys in NYC nightlife and what the future holds for facility. Check this out. But yeah, let's just let's get into it. I mean, I am a big fan of facility. Um, I can't tell you how much that first death perception and even the last one, but the inaugural death perception, how that changed my thought process of partying and so many people in the community like I remember so many folks not only being like in tears on the dance floor at the first devs reception but like hearing so many great memories from that party afterwards and how a lot of folks just enjoyed this you know like surreal moment many many folks like not even drinking right at this party which is you know the the focus of um facility events but like just hearing that like everybody had this almost somewhat spiritual experience of the dance floor at um that particular party is what really really put me on to you both and obviously had been a fan of your mixes and um you know some of the past events that you had done but like that was really my entry point into, um, you know, your work and so many more incredible memories to come. So uh, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but I'm interested to hear about your upbringing and kind of how music has um, shaped you and informed what you do now. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for yeah. saying that. That's really, you know, it's very meaningful. I'm honored to hear that, that that's what you took away from that that first event that we did back in March of 2023 because, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think it all comes down to do, doing things with intention and understanding what this is all about. So for us, you know, having been involved in, you know, all the, you know, the dance music community stuff for a while, it's, you know, I'll, I'll sort of talk about my personal experience. You know, it's changed from where I was when I first started coming, you know, coming up through it and understanding what this is all about to, to now. And I think for a lot of us who spend a lot of time you know, building friendships, um, meeting people, having shared experiences with folks out, you know, out and about in some of the spaces that we love to be in, you know, it's a lot more than what quote unquote traditional nightlife has been about. Mm. And I think, for the way it started, especially in New York, you know, 70s, 80s, 90s, et cetera, it was really this, let's get out of whatever we're doing in re- regular time, regular life, and let's let's try to escape, or let's find a place to, uh, you know, to 
to, to meet someone, you know, meet a partner or just to go have a party. And for a lot of us, I think that's changed a lot, especially when you spend a lot of time, you know, sometimes three, four, five days a week or more, mm-hmm. um, you know, in, in, um, in these sort of like quote unquote party settings. So change the, the sort of focus to now it's, what are we doing? We're, we're here gathering just to, to, to have shared experiences, to meet, meet people and, and build community. And, and it's seeing that transition. I think a lot of people have recognized, like, I don't, I, I want to do this for, with intention. I want to, um, you know, present music from an artistic perspective and be a part of that on the listening end, you know, means, you know, start rethinking some of what has been established as part and parcel of that nightlife experience. Step mm-hmm. one for me has been, does it need to be with alcohol? Mm. You know, yeah, for sure. it's, been, it's been part of the, the fabric of nightlife for a long time, especially in New York, but it doesn't have to be. Okay. So that, that presents an opportunity for us to do things a little bit differently, you know, mm-hmm. and when we're sort of kicking, kick, you know, kicking around, like what, what are the things to test out and prototype? It's built around how do we make things um, less alcohol heavy and more health focused and that means that it can be more sustainable. So yeah. uh, I'll, I'll, I'll pause there and let, let Adi jump in in case he has any thoughts on like, you know, the overall mission. Yeah, yeah. Adi, did you have some thoughts you want to share? Um, yeah, sure. So I guess um, <clears throat> going back to the question a little bit about um, like upbringing and stuff. Um, yeah, uh, I um, I got into dance music uh maybe like six five or six years ago and um i got into it like while while i've been living in new york and brooklyn Mm -hmm. and um after i started going out to to parties um regularly and um um, throwing some parties of my own and and participating in nightlife from from the other side um being a dj and then producing events um yeah, I started to notice some shifts in like some some of the friends I was hanging out with as, as we grew a little bit older, and as um, the I don't know maybe the usual pattern of uh, of drinking and indulging in, in in nightlife on a regular basis um, started to like maybe take a toll on us or or just become a little bit too routine. So yeah, some somewhere around like. A year and a half ago or like a year ago um started to like think about the idea of some some ideas towards uh healthier nightlife options and, and events and um where it's low alcohol and non-alcoholic um ways to to run an event and run a party so um yeah that that's kind of been my <clears throat> i don't know journey into this with lonnie um lonnie and i have known each other for a few years um and been to some of the same parties and um yeah it's been it's been really nice to be able to try out some of these ideas um with uh with a partner who's who's aligned on, on some of these uh these ideas about like health and uh how, how it pertains to how we spend a lot of our time um in, in the music community mm-hmm. i think lani said it so well there's so much intention behind um, everything that you do with uh, facility, I mean, down from the lineup curation, the way the mood is set at the events with the lighting and the food, the health conscious um, food and drinks. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit coming up. 
But um, yeah, I, you know, for me, this this sort of shift towards um really focusing on my health, especially when we talk about it in the context of nightlife, really happened after the pandemic or during the pandemic, rather, right? When we were all kind of stuck at home and just had this time to think. And I said to myself, I really want to do things differently when things open back up. And, you know, I would find myself going to nowadays, just having like a little, you know, uh, a juice or a coconut drink or whatever have you and still having a blast. And for me, that's when everything kind of changed. I was like, I don't necessarily need alcohol to have a good time, which, you know, maybe I thought I did need prior to, you know, um, were you also kind of having that shift during the pandemic as well? Yeah, so to talk from my personal experience, definitely. Uh, I think a lot changed for me as a result of the pandemic and just seeing, you know, what else is going out on in the world and how much of a, a jolt the whole world had, you know, not being able to get together mm -hmm. and just basically being with others in person, it, you know, that along with just, you know, just reflecting on what's important, like having the time to do that, to reflect on what's important meant you know what can we do to promote the success of this community that we cherish so much and sort of was presented to in, in you know came to front and center to realize this is something that we might not have so if you've taken it for granted up to now don't take it for granted what can we do to build that and point it in the direction that you know we we think would benefit people because we're seeing a lot of it's not just you know small group of people that are realizing some of these things it's like everyone we're talking to man i do not want to you know wear myself down through alcohol and feel bad the next day every time mm -hmm. and you know uh we're not going to say we're only going to have a we're, it's going to be a, a zero proof place 100 percent of the time that's not our intention if right. you want to have a drink great you want to not have a drink that's also great and what we're going to do is facilitate the ability for people to make those kinds of decisions on their own. And I think a lot of people have been going through that same sort of like thinking and the pandemic sort of put health into focus for a lot of people. And it's a trend that's been going on for, you know, across the world, I think, especially, you know, in the U S and in New York, you know, this health, general health consciousness um, for many years now. Mm -hmm. For sure. Um, and Lonnie, I forgot to ask you, are you originally from New York? Yeah, I am. I'm, I'm from Westchester originally. So I grew up like about a half hour, 45 minutes outside the city, tri-state area. And then uh, went to school in Philly for, uh, you know, for college, spent a couple of years after that in Philly as well. And that's where I sort of really started getting my, you know, getting my experience in, in, um, in DJing. I started, you know, basically my freshman year of college. Just trying to try to find any gig I could here or there playing whatever and grouping up with other people who played you know played music similar similar focus so um some of the people that I used to play with way back in the day um include um Planet B Bruce so I'm sure, sure you know Bruce so he and I used to play in college together and that's kind of been my you know hanging out with him Matt Newberg was another mutual friend of Adi and, and mine and you know and a few others sort of was the entry point to for us to like get involved in what's going on in, you know, in New York when I, when I moved back. So, um, I, I've been DJing for, you know, over 15 years now. This was like early 20, 
2010s when I moved back to New York. Um, and yeah, just sort of getting involved in, in a lot of different things. And I think, you know, another thing that brings a lot of the, the, the people that I've connected with together is an interest in a lot of different kinds of music. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the, that's, that's why to me, New York is number one for dance music. Cause we have all of these, you know, uh, impacts from all these different cultures from around the world. New York is truly the melting pot. That means that we have this diversity of sound that translates into the music that is being put forth from New York based artists and people who want to come here and play. So, um, yeah, long, that's, I guess, a long answer to you. The, are you from New York? <laughs> uh, I am from New York and I can, I intend to continue to be in New York, be, you know, for, for a lot of the reasons that I just sort of mentioned. <laughs> for sure. And, and Addy, what was your entry point, um, to the New York club scene? Um, yeah, so I, um, I've been living on the East Coast uh, most of my life. I grew up in New Jersey, and um, I actually also went to school in Philadelphia, but at the same school as Lonnie, but we didn't actually overlap over there. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, yeah, around like high school and then more in, into college, I was like into a lot of indie rock music. And when I moved to, to Brooklyn, uh, I was going to those kinds of shows. And um, it wasn't until like three years into living in New York that I <clears throat> started to to actually get into uh, electronic dance music and uh yeah that that kind of happened um through uh a few few important friends who introduced me to some of the cool parties going on um one of them was uh, my good friend Courtney um who DJs Rose Quartz she's been on the show um on on, on this podcast before um and uh yeah um also also Matt Newberg who who Lonnie mentioned is a mutual friend and uh, yeah started going to um parties at places like Bossa and and nowadays when they just opened the indoor space mm-hmm. uh, and that kind of um you know snowballed a bit um into going out more frequently and um then then there was kind of a moment um after this one really i guess um influential to me like um festival like the first time i went to this festival called sustained release mm. um, which was in um 2018 in um, september where um i was just exposed to this like to me like an amazing array of uh the best like modern dance music um has to offer i, I really loved like the, the musical programming there and uh also the the immersive lighting experiences that that were created there for um by by light mind night mind and um uh, inner light um so yeah shortly after that i started to um get interested in, in learning how to dj myself and and to eventually i guess like a year or two later um also produce the the kinds of lighting experiences that i start that i saw at festivals like sustain release mm-hmm. um yeah, and and yeah, I guess that's um, yeah. that's kind of how I got into to all this. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Adi, I'd, I'd like to stay with you for a little bit here because not only do you DJ, but I feel like you're a triple threat in a sense that like <laughs> you have this really cool lighting experience, and you see that really play through for a lot of the um, facility events. Even the last one, that real cool installation that you made uh, kind of running along the ceiling was really dope. 
Um, is that something that you've been doing for a while now or um, something that you even do professionally for your career? Uh, yeah, th thanks. I'm, I'm glad you um, appreciated the the lighting installation there at the last, uh, the depth perception event in um, December. Yeah, that, that particular installation, um, yeah, I was proud of that one. I uh, worked on that with uh, my partner, Aileen, who um, also I, I uh, organized some parties with her, including the the rooftop party that, that Liquid Love, which you, you played at. And uh, we also worked together on some um, some lighting installations and, and ideas and designs. Um, so that one was a was a cool little collaboration. But uh, yeah, I um, I started to get into to lighting um, for for nightlife um, kind of uh, around like 2019 when uh, I actually took a, kind of like a little break from from my my day job as a software engineer to pursue a sort of like an arts uh, master's degree in um, this program called ITP at NYU, mm -hmm. um, which is like this, it's like a art and technology kind of like creative applications of, of new media technologies um, program where you can kind of explore lots of different things. But I chose to, you know, among, among a, a few things, I, I chose to focus on um, technology related to music and um related to like LED, largely LED based lighting installations. Mm -hmm. um, and I ended up doing actually my my thesis project on the design of uh, lighting for for nightlife environments and like how different uh, layouts and, and programming and, and, and setups for lighting can affect um, behavior of people on the dance floor. Mm -hmm. um, now, now, unfortunately, like that project was like cut short a little bit because uh, <laughs> I was a uh, um, I graduated in, in the spring of uh, 2020, and we all know what happened then, where uh, a lot of my practical, like, um, kind of installations that I was trying to do for for my thesis project um, had to had to kind of be canceled because um, we were all um, kind of on lockdown. But um, yeah, I, I kept uh, pursuing, you know, lighting installations um, after that, after college, where I, like, kind of picked it up through um through the through the connections and the, and the classmates and the professors there who uh knew a bit about like leds and, and dmx programming and and pixel mapping and um yeah since then i've, I've been uh trying to find like avenues to to explore that that creative practice um i don't do it like you know super professionally like i do it for um a handful of uh these kind of DIY uh, events and and pop-ups and, and raves that uh we do a few per year um mm -hmm. I still you know work mark my day job but uh mm -hmm. yeah definitely um been important and like engaging part of my overall creative practice mm -hmm. it's really cool and it looks super professional from the outside looking in so um I really I really love that and how that is incorporated in a lot of the work that you both do so let's talk about it. You're both doing your own individual parties, experiencing New York light, uh, nightlife uh, individually. How did you two cross paths and come up with the idea for facility? Yeah, that's a good question. I, I can't remember the exact first time we met, Adi. I don't know if you do, but you know, I think we've, you know, oh, I think it's kind of a similar story to how I've met a lot of folks through 
in these sort of like nightlife um, music spaces, you kind of start to see the same people around. And then eventually, you know, you realize you have these mutual friends and you get introduced. And as you start to talk to each other and you get a better sense of what everyone's about. Yeah. And what I love about this community is you've got all kinds of people from all walks of life doing all kinds of different things. And that's the beauty of, of the community, you know, and any community that, you know, especially in New York, we've, we've got this incredible you know, set of people coming, not just living here, but coming through um, with different backgrounds that can share in different ways. And so, you know, coming together around event throwing, you know, Mm-hmm. and organizing it, it became pretty clear that Adi and I was a pretty good fit together because yeah Adi's really good with all the technical stuff I'm not so <laughs> uh, I, I, you know I sort of happy to let Adi like you know, do his thing and lead the way on all things you know lighting and sound design and technical stuff um, but you know really aligned on mission and so yeah. we have a, a mission a official mission statement you know small phrase for what we're doing with the facility and that's to facilitate the success and well-being of the dance music community in New York. And maybe we didn't have that like written down when we first started to come together about putting, you know, putting events together and how we're organizing. But, you know, the the concepts were all founded on that, you know, in sort of principle and theoretical terms, you know, like being more health focused, right? being more about creating community connection, you know, mm-hmm. um, um even you know who we're inviting to play um themes right curating a theme for an event um and then understanding what we want to sort of prototype and test mm-hmm. and and you know it, i think that there are there are a lot you know, there's a lot going on in new york and so to differentiate yourself and to really put forth what you know we want to do it takes a lot of you know, thought effort and um yeah, and, and consideration around what people might be interested in exploring and trying to you know, innovate a little bit. And um, I think we were, we've always been aligned on, on that as a set of values and mission. Mm-hmm. Um, Adi, did you want to add to that? Yeah, I think um, Lonnie covered it well. I think uh, we have comp- complementary skill sets, which uh, worked well together uh, to, to put on um events and, and forward put forward this mission and um mm-hmm. yeah it's uh it's been cool to see Lonnie's experience with uh with food and beverage um bring to life some of these these new ideas which I'd always always been curious about but like I wouldn't really you know go and design a cool non-alcoholic bar menu myself um, <laughs> so yeah um I think finding uh as with anything you know finding a partner you can trust and who um has some some complementary skills to your own um mm-hmm. as well for this kind of thing yeah actually yeah let's talk about that non-alcoholic drink menu because um the the drinks have been hitting even the <laughs> at the first one i know i think i had a it was like um like a like an oat little ball. It was like an oat bite. Mm-hmm. I think it was made yeah. out of like cashew and flaxseed and it was so tasty. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I, um, I'll give you the story behind how I came up with those. Mm-hmm. I used to, I used to have like a regular day job and walk in, get my coffee. And then there's this one coffee shop called Gregory's. They used to sell these 
these um they, they call them energy bites and i thought they were so good but i was like man i'm not sure i want to spend that every time i was like i think i can make them myself so <laughs> having the having the like uh the the motivation to be to try you know and test out make you know, give it a shot i just started tinkering with the with the recipe and i started making them myself and i was like wow this is a, they're great to have at home and they're relatively healthy, you know, a lot of energy, um, high, you know, high protein content, you know, just by design with the ingredient inputs. But, um, you know, it, it just, it, this has been the newest, um, creative endeavor for me to explore is how to get really into the food and beverage stuff, um, in a healthy way. And a lot of it just came down to my own personal, you know, desires and wants for my own life. I would say about seven or eight years ago, I started to get uh, a lot more into, you know, reflecting on how to, how to do things in a more healthy way. Um, I'm into running. So that's like one of my key things that keeps me like, you know, not, not only just like feeling physically well, but mentally, it's huge for my mental. So um, and then along with that, you start to get a little bit more, you know, refined with it. It's like, okay, now let me start to be a little bit more conscious of what I'm eating and et cetera. Mm -hmm. So you go even further down the, you know, down the pathway of, of refining that for yourself. And, and then I sort of realized like we can do this and pe people want to be in spaces together and have a drink in their hand and have a, have a, a bite that's as old as time, mm -hmm. you know, but it doesn't have to be with alcohol. And Oh, by the way, a lot of what's going on in nightlife is almost like from the way that it's been traditionally very difficult from a health perspective, mm. right? Late nights, right? Um, you know, a lot of alcohol uh, all around, even if you are able to choose to, you know, you choose to refrain or are able to refrain. Um, and then, you know, physically taxing for a lot of people who work, in the nightlife industry as a bartender or a barback or a door person or even DJing and physically taxing, you know, when you're doing it for a long time. So, you know, and, um, some of my friends in the, you know, in the dance music community, I've seen like struggling with some of the health stuff. Right. Mm. So, so, so present doing this in a way that has health in mind, I think is, is really has been a draw for a lot of people that we're, connected to and friends with because they're like wow yeah I want to be able to go to a place where I can feel good and feel healthy and still do all the other things that I like to do in quote-unquote clubs mm -hmm. and the way that it probably has a profound impact on your creativity right like being able to wake up the next day and actually get work done or like you know for me when I'm eating healthy I'm taking care of myself the ideas start to come to me effortlessly um, you know, that's, that's a big part of it too. So absolutely. Um, and and I'll, I'll add that, you know, we don't want to be the ones who say like, this is healthy and this is not, mm -hmm. we just want to be able to present, uh, uh, alternatives, right? So the idea is you want to, you want to have a drink? Great. We'll have that. You want to have a, a non-alcoholic drink? That's great. We have that too. And mm -hmm. give, you know, basically empower anybody who's coming to our event to, to say, okay, I, I actually have an option here. Whereas in most places, you barely have an option, right? Right. So yeah, it's very true. Um, let's talk about death perception. Um, 
these past two events have been amazing. Like I have had such a good time on the dance floor. I've seen so many other people having an incredible time on the dance floor um, at the last two depth perception events that you uh, both threw. Um, but I want to talk about it in sequence first. So the one last year, and I believe the lineup was Rose Quartz, Christian Tokyo, um, Adi, you played as well. And then there was a, there was somebody else. Yeah. Was it Russell E.L. Butler? Russell E.L. Butler was on the lineup. And uh -huh. Fleet Dreams was on the lineup. Yes. I was on the lineup. And yes, Sway you were there too, yes. Yeah, and Sway was on the lineup too. Sway. There, yeah. I, I mentioned that there was a spiritual component to that first party. And yeah, like I, I, I saw some people shedding some tears. And even at one point, uh, yeah. I believe it was when Rose Quartz was playing, I even had to put my head down because I was like, this is really magical. Everybody's dancing in the middle of the day, having fun. A lot of people were not drinking. They were enjoying, you know, the sea moss drink that was available at the bar. I think there was a, a oolong tea drink mm -hmm. too that was really delicious. Um, and just having pure fun. Um, how did you feel? How did you both feel when you walked away from that event? Because I'm sure that had an, an impact on you as well. Yeah, definitely. I'll, I'll start by sort of giving you the vision, and yeah. then. Why don't you know you can jump in and sort of share your feelings and I'll, I'll, I'll share like my, my takeaways. So the vision was was really let's let's see if we can do things differently in three ways. Number one, let's see if we can have a fully zero proof event. So sell no alcohol. Number two is let's run the hours at traditionally non dance music hours slash off hours. So we started. This one started at 1.59 a.m. It was it actually happened to be on daylight savings. So we didn't want to start it, you know, at a confusing time. We started at 1.59 a.m. As soon as it hit two, it moved jumped forward to 3 a.m. So it really ran from 3 a.m. to 2 p.m. on a Saturday night slash Sunday morning on um in March. Mm -hmm. So that's you know, you know, there are afters parties out out there. Right. But, you know, this sort of di different from, uh, you know, the standard experience. And then number three was is the, um, you know, the guidance to to the selectors, the guidance to, uh, for the depth perception series has been we're encouraging you to play music you love, and you know, and play anything you'd like. Right. right. Whatever feels right. right at the time, especially. Right. Like that's step one. Play anything you like. We encourage you to play music you love that you don't typically get a chance to play in club settings because yeah. what i've realized and what i've gotten sort of excited about is a lot of people who are you know experienced djs touring djs or just regular working djs have a lot of different music that they're into and get inspired by but the expectation when they show up in club spaces is to play the bangers mm. And I wanted to say, hey, let's let's create a forum for you to play not bangers, but yeah. still be, you know, in that same kind of, you know, we're on our friends, you know, we're still dancing if you want, you know, still having a good time around, you know, around folks in a, you know, event sort of setting. So that's sort of the like, that, that was the, that's, that, that's the thought process behind this series. It's resonated with a lot of folks and, um, yeah, Adi, I'll let you sort of share your your thoughts on what it's been and and, and uh, the takeaways that you have. Uh, maybe share share some of my takeaways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure. Um, 
So yeah, with that with that framing, um, I I walked away from the first step perception event also feeling really great about it. Um, it was uh, I thought we created a, a really nice, uh, comfortable space for people to to enjoy themselves to to dance to experience these like special selections that these artists had uh, had prepared and created. Um, and uh, <clears throat> yeah, I. Uh, I also felt good about the the particular the DJ set that I played. I like got a chance to play a genre that I like like Lonnie said, I do love, but I often don't play out. And that was like a lot of jungle and, and sort of drum and bass and it really well received. Um and uh I got to do that at um I think it was like seven or eight AM, which um was also a time that I had always like wanted to kind of play at a party. Mm. Um and part of that that inspiration comes from um, really like one, one particular party that has influenced me. And I know a lot of other people in, in the club scene and, and Lonnie as well. And that's um, the, the nonstop parties and nowadays, which mm -hmm. I know you, you also enjoy. Um, and yeah, I think uh, in addition to those <clears throat> three things Lonnie mentioned, that like for me, one of the goals for, for depth perception and, and or, uh, organizing it at a time like it was in the morning um for a lot of people they kind of just like it's a long party so you don't you know, come for the whole thing and you can choose to sleep in not go out the night before and get up early and uh show up and dance right in the morning mm -hmm. which is what i like to do a lot of the time pretty much all the only time um yeah. uh, when i go to nonstop, um and so trying to capture some of the vibe that I've experienced that at those parties and nowadays and and bring that to another setting or try to recreate that um was personally one of one of the goals uh, of that party and I think we did pretty well um so yeah and, and and I think this um you know just to tie back a little bit to an earlier point about the the toll on our bodies of of the hours of, of the typical hours of, of nightlife and parties um you know I think part of a part of trying to do some of these events at different times um lends itself well to um treating our bodies better in that respect about you know going to bed at a reasonable time and maybe um doing doing these nightlife activities not at night so much <laughs> maybe normalize <laughs> um morning or daytime dance parties when you can um keep a keep a healthy sleep schedule for the rest of your week and uh know go on with your day like you mentioned and maybe get some other productive things done or 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 just chill you know <laughs> <laughs> that too yeah no sleep is definitely essential and I find myself being like <laughs> sometimes <laughs> sometimes I'm like uh I'm showing up really early like at 10 p.m to certain parties but like I just like going out early and then having the rest of the night to either go home get a good night's sleep or you know just relax and wind down for the week so I totally get that but with this particular party I actually came um, at the tail end of your set, I think it was like 7.30 or something or 8 a.m., like you said, and I just remember you playing this really beautiful, like, liquid jungle track, um, and it just set the tone for the entire day, and I'm an early bird, which is why I love Death Perception, which is why I love uh, Nonstop as well, because for me, you know, getting up early is just so natural, 
but now I get to go and party early in the morning and get my exercise in and, and I get to see friends. Like it's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. um, so Totally. that, that's something that really, really um, resonates with me about this. And the last event um, that I had the pleasure of playing at the last depths of perception was amazing as well. And I really loved the location. Um, it, forgive me if I'm, botching the name was it the light and sound design or light Yep. and sound Yep. uh, That's yes exactly right. Yeah. Yeah. yes it was super cozy and the lineup the mood the lighting was all just spot on um and yeah just the lineup was so great for this one as well I'm a big fan of Tlim Shug so I got to see him for the first time in play um how did you guys feel uh, feel about this second event as well Yeah, I thank you. And all really super positive feedback and that's what it's all about for us is to be able to present something that you know we we think through make it highly curated you know and then execute on and when we hear that sort of positive feedback it's you know it's just all i need to keep it going you know <laughs> uh so thank you for sharing that yeah it felt felt really good i think you know we're, we've been a, a lot of what we've been doing has been prototyping right testing out and sort of different corners of what this dance music stuff can be. So we, for instance, we've done, you know, we've done like traditional raves in DIY space, always in DIY spaces. Cause that's sort of like where we come from. Um, we've done yoga and meditation into uplifting dance that started at 11 AM on a Saturday. Yeah, You know, I was going to ask about that one. That was yeah. uh, also kind of in conjunction with the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And uh, there was another institute that you were raising money for, yeah? Yeah, NAMI and NIP, and they're both sort of like, you know, organizations that are focused on mental health um, and wanted to you know, focus on that during men Mental Health Month, which is um, in May, and then raise some money for that. And so, like, you know, the, the reason why I bring that up is to say we're, we're trying to test out what, what works, what might not work in different settings in lots of different ways. So, you know, the, the time for this one with depth, this, this depth perception was even, we started even later or slash earlier. We started at 5 a.m. rather than 3 a.m. and and um, and put it in slightly different locations. This, you know, the, the light and sound design spaces in Greenpoint. And, you know, it gives us the opportunity to really understand what different folks are looking for um, and what resonates well. and taking our experience from there and, and refining as we go. So, you know, the first depth perception was purely zero alcohol. Um, this one was, we did low ABV and no ABV drinks. So we offered both, um, but you know, the, the, the intention and uh, curation was all sort of like the same core concept as I described before for the first one. And um, you know, as we go, we're learning and that's, that's, The, the, that's like the, the sort of longer term intention with, um, you know, with this series. Mm -hmm. Um, what's the, what's your plans for the future? Do you see yourself potentially like taking facility to like a bar setting or opening up a, like a bar that kind of runs the same concept? Yeah. So, you know, part of what we've been working on, you know, since, 
inception of the idea is we'd love to have our own space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really challenging to do DIY events and pop up and basically put together and then break down a full highly curated event. So it's just naturally makes makes sense from a dollars and cents perspective and from a, you know, ability to curate the overall experience perspective to have your own space. So that's part of what we've been working on. And, um, you know, I think it's really resonating with a lot of people to, to lead with you know, the three core pieces of our, of what we're doing There's music, obviously, um, health and community. And I'm seeing that there's a real strong you know, demand for places where people can feel comfortable having a drink that is not alcohol. And that's missing in across a lot of the places that we go right now. So, you know, differentiating ourselves that way and opening a, a space that's built with that in mind is like, that's the goal. Yeah, for sure. Adi, did you want to add to that? Um. Yeah, not not too much to add to that. Um. Yeah, I've um, we've been working towards uh trying to find a more permanent physical space for for doing these kinds of events. Um. But yeah, along the way, um, continuing to do pop up events for sure. Um, just just um, on the on the last depth perception. Um, one note about that. I I was really stoked to work with the the particular venue that um we landed on for that one and um yeah i just wanted to give like a a shout out to to people also exploring slightly alternative um forms of nightlife um that are out there because you know we're, we're not like the only ones you know um and there are especially in the in the tradition of like new york city loft style parties um a few people exploring um these concepts of like lower alcohol and um a curated experience um <clears throat> with uh maybe like snacks and, and juices um for people which is um what uh is kind of the style that um the lighting and sound design um lost parties are mm -hmm. um so yeah like in 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 uh doing these pop-up events we're also like seeking like-minded um you know collaborators um but eventually, yeah, like as Bonnie said, with the goal of open, uh, having a, a physical um, location for, for facility. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll piggyback on that a little bit. And I think there are so many factors out here making it challenging for just the regular dance music stuff to happen, that we are be better and stronger together when we partner with folks who bring different things to the table. So, you know, big shout outs to all the partners. You know, we partnered with um, this group called the Sewington to present, um, you know, South Asian inspired, um, mostly rolls. Well, they're like kati rolls that, that they offered, um, you know, as part of the menu on our last event. We'd just love to be able to do stuff like that and bring folks in who, you know, maybe they're not familiar with what's going on in the dance music community, but, you know, they're specialists in this kind of food, you know, or, you know, vice versa, you know partnering with with different folks who are aligned on mission you know whether they're involved in you know nightlife stuff or not is is what we're all about 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had so much fun. And thank you so much for the invite. Uh, that was really a chance for me to explore a lot of genres that I don't normally get a chance to play. I think I've played some disco. Yes, I loved your set. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I played some like Jack and House tracks like that was fun, a real treat for me. And um, also had fun dancing to everybody else's sets and meeting some really great people on the dance floor. I think that's another um, great aspect of facility parties is that you meet some really dope people that are like there for the music and also kind of want to chat off the dance floor too yeah, <laughs> so yeah we kind of make it a point also to be able to like to say hey like what this, what let's think about what this is all about you're out here to yeah dance release and all that stuff but you know meet some meet some new people too that's one of the most rewarding parts of you know my whatever it is 17 years of going out to these kinds of things and yeah, you know, I wouldn't be here today doing what I'm doing without the you know leadership, guidance, friendship, mm-hmm. mentorship mm-hmm. of all the different folks that I've met along the way. So yeah, I I'm very happy to hear that you said you had the opportunity to meet people that way as well. Mm-hmm. Well, I can chat to you both all day, but I'll kind of leave on this note. Um, it's 2024. I'm sure you both have so many plans in store for facility this year. Is there anything that you can share on this podcast that you're currently working on now besides the physical space? Yeah, um, we have one that is tentatively on the books for uh, February 18th. So keep your eyes posted for that. And we will you know, continue to let people know what's uh, what's happening. We, I think 2023 was really the year of like, planning and testing and 2024 is is going to be the year of execution so I'm, I'm excited for you know everything that's coming up for us in in 2024 and um you know we're we're always going to lead with our with our values and our mission you know facilitate the success and well-being of the dance music community in new york and we're just excited to you know even be on this podcast like thank you so much for having us because mm-hmm. we're just trying to get the word out that we're doing what we're doing and um you know it's it's again back to the the diy ethos like we're all friends we all just want to sort of make this happen together and um the more input and community building we can do that the happier we are so thank, i want to say thank you shannon oh thank you so much yes anyway honestly any way that i can help in the future with events um if you need help with like safer space or anything please feel free to reach out to me um, and then Adi, did you want to share a few words before we before we jump off? Yeah, um, likewise, I appreciate the opportunity to to chat a little bit. Um, I've been a fan of your podcast for a little while now, so it, it's pretty cool to uh, participate. And um, thank you. Yeah, as far as um, like upcoming events, I think that one on February eighteenth is uh, about all that we can share for now. Um, looking forward to to playing more and. Um, doing more lighting installations in the upcoming year. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, the best way to find out about what facility is up to is to to follow the Instagram and join the, the mailing list, um, which you can also access through the, the Instagram. Um, I believe that's uh, facility BK on Instagram. So um, yeah, thanks for having us. Thanks for whoever's listening out there. Um,
We're coming out of the interview between me, DJ Lani, and Adi of Facility. Such a great interview. And man, oh man, I had so much fun at the Death Perception event in uh, December. And I can't wait to see what they do next, honestly. Um, I have discussed this multiple times on the show before, but there's something about the pandemic that really caused a shift in the way that I operate and you know you won't necessarily find me drinking so much when I'm out nowadays um I've kind of really really tapered back on that in general (laughs) not even casually anymore um which is not a bad thing there's nothing wrong with drinking but for me um it's been nice to wake up the next day with clarity not feeling hungover and tired and sluggish and also because I have so much to do you know I'm writing I'm I'm going to be traveling in a couple of months back to back for shows. And for me, I just like to have that sense of clarity um, in order to get all the stuff that I need to get done. So it's nice to have a space where you can still go and have fun and not necessarily feel pressured or, um, yeah, feel pressured to, to drink, you know, and you're around other people that are kind of sharing that same wavelength as well. So it's been nice to go get my workout in and dance at these events. Um, and yeah, just do it all sober and have a good time. You know, I think that was one thing that I realized was like, oh yeah, I could have a good time while sober (laughs) I don't necessarily have to have a couple of drinks to have fun and so um, I'm really going to be experimenting more with that as time goes on and it's great to have a space like this that um, caters to folks like myself who yeah just want to have a clean good old time Um, but yes if you have a chance please attend a facility event and please support the facility team on Instagram I'll have all of their information in the bio section on uh, every platform that this show comes out on so you can give them a follow well that was it for this week's episode but stay tuned we have so many more great conversations coming up and I can't wait to share them with you until then Please support us on Patreon if you can. That's uh, patreon.com slash clubmanagement1. You get access to early episodes and a few other goodies by being in the Patreon community. So we'd love to see you sign up and can't wait to share the next episode with you. Peace, love, God bless. Until next time.